0: Welcome to Charm of the Water. My name's Aaron David. This is Day of Jupiter. I got in my hands, once again, the magical treatise. And I want to talk about the dragon and um, some stuff around that. Um, these are the lunar nodes that I'm going to be talking about. North and South lunar node, or the dragon. Rahu, Ketu, Ketu. Um, <clears throat> I think specifically in Thailand, there are a lot of interesting things around Rahu Ketu uh, in praxis that are fascinating, as well as notions, concepts in Vedic astrology around Rahu Ketu are fascinating. Um, But what we're most interested in from a hermetic perspective is uh, what were the old guys trying to say about this? So, the magical treatise, uh, concerning the head and tail of the dragon. <coughs> Let me drink some of my Coke Zero here. All right. First of all, this is incredibly important to take note of pertaining to the dragon. Uh, The dragon rules when Saturn rules on Saturday. And it moves along with Saturn, okay? So right there, let me stop. And I'll share my experience. Uh, One of them uh, that was a dream. I was being shown this ivory-colored piece of paper, and it was... uh, kind of reminiscent of a geomancy chart, except it had like this Asian dragon illustrated on it, and it was a drawing of a dragon, and it was very beautiful, and suddenly the dragon, the illustrated dragon, became animated and began moving to points that were drawn on this piece of paper, and while that was happening, I was being told by this disembodied voice That the reason Terence McKenna's natal chart, I'm sorry, the reason Terence McKenna led such a novel life was because of the dragon's touching upon his, upon points on his chart. Something like that, essentially. Okay, I screwed it up word for word, but that's what the gist of the voice was saying. Now, <clears throat> I didn't know enough about astrology and I still know very little. Uh, what I picked up is just kind of what I picked up through a very ground level, Solomonic, um, decanal, talismanic, very moon-based approach, uh, if that makes sense, and heavily drawing on uh Christopher Brennan. Is it Christopher? Chris Brennan's um, Hellenistic Astrology. It's kind of where I'm coming from with this. And as well as a big start in the Golden Dawn materials. I just use the seven planets because I'm not that... I can't track all of that stuff. It's a lot to track just what I track. So, uh, in the Higermintea, this is really interesting. They, uh, they say that Capricorn, Cancer, Scorpio and Leo are good for nothing. Uh, it's funny wording of things because they're listed things that these signs are good for, magical uses. But they're not good. They're not good men. <laughs> for instance, Capricorn, you can totally annihilate, destroy and pulverize your enemy forever and ever unto the ages. Think about that. Is that something that you karmically want to take on? Uh, That's the thing Capricorn offers. Uh, You read later that those exact same four signs, uh, the exact wording is that they are in conformity with the dragon. In conformity with the dragon. Now think about that and what that would mean astrologically for the narratives going on and for those signs to be in conformity on an astrological chart. What would that mean? An elective chart where you're specifically looking at the north and south lunar node. We've already read uh, that the dragon moves with Saturn. So we're looking at Saturn. And uh, we're also looking at what now? The four zodiacal signs that have conformity with the dragon. That's what we'd be looking at. Whenever we're asking ourselves, what's the dragon doing today? And we pull up an elective chart. So uh, in in the uh, Magical Treatise of Solomon, we also find out this. Uh, this is looking at a larger scale time frame, uh, yearly, annual time frame. It's kind of an outlook... Um, what is the dragon going to be doing? So when the sun comes into Aries, another word of saying that is when the spring equinox occurs, if the moon is in cancer, then the dragon has yawned and shown death. So when we're looking at it, Astrological chart, and we're looking to these four signs on a smaller time frame, not the yearly. This we can fill in the details just from this knowledge offered up. We can now fill in the details. So when we're lo- when we're looking on an intraday chart, is how I, in my mind, Forex mind, I think of it. I don't think of it as uh electional chart I think of what is the intraday chart telling me and where is the ascendant headed and what's going to happen after that <clears throat> three things again uh, Chris Brennan's Hellenistic astrology helped me there seeing uh, in the houses which ones are succeeding declining, etc. How does this play into the narrative of what's going on? All right, so uh, moon in Cancer on spring equinox, the dragon has yawned and shown death. Uh, If when the sun enters Aries on the spring equinox, the moon is in Leo, the dragon has clicked its tongue and there will be world wars. If the moon is in Scorpio, when the sun enters Aries on the spring equinox, uh, the dragon will have quivered and there will be earthquakes. That one is the one for this year. That's what happened on the spring equinox. Uh, The moon was in Scorpio. You can pull it up for yourself on something like Astrovisor and look at these narratives and ask yourself, On a longer term thing, what's happened from uh, that spring equinox to you could think of it in financial terms as Q2. Coming into Q3, what are we seeing going on? With that narrative pertaining to the dragon. Uh, And then the fourth one, if the uh, sun entering Aries on the spring equinox, if we find the moon in Capricorn, uh, then the whole world will starve. (laughs) There'll be hunger in the whole earth. So, yeah. That's why Rahu Ketu get a lot of respect and are known to be extraordinarily potent Um, but therein is also a very Capricornian type thing, specifically with the head of the dragon, and when I think of this and the wealth and hunger therein, I also think of uh, a gnat flew by and I just got distracted. Oh my god. Oh, uh, the Templars and there's this legend that they had some head uh idol that they worshiped and called Baphomet and that it brought them wealth <clears throat> we know symbolically what we're talking about there don't we the head of the dragon type stuff which moves with saturn it's kind of it's kind of really interesting isn't it <clears throat> Uh, let's see here. So that gives us something on an intraday or daily basis to look at in relation to where we're looking at the lunar n- nodes. What is Saturn doing with it in relation and what are these four signs? And with those four signs, we get four descriptions of activity of the dragon. So think about how those could be applied in um, for instance, we moon is in Leo as of yesterday and today. Um, so there is clicking of tongue, war in world. So clicking of tongue, you're thinking like there's a lot of shit being taught. And this is stirring up a whole lot of shit. Is that the kind of day you've had since the moon entered Leo? Is that what's been going on? You're just seeing a lot of shit stirred up leading to, uh, you know, all out violent acts. This is the type of thing this entity, you know, brings, uh, with it. Um, yeah. So what else do I want to say about this? Uh, The head rules from the first hour of Saturday night into the next 24 hours. And uh, the tail rules from the first hour of Sunday night into the next 24 hours. Now, there also is something else I just remembered. And let's see if I can pull it up. Rahu Column Time, let's see if this website is still around. There's a couple of different websites that will show you this, but I there was a Philemic one in particular. Rahu call Time, let's try that. Thilemistas, this is it. And here um, it will give you rush times and a lot of other stuff. Also a Rahu call time. So when I talked about intraday or daily stuff going on, um, so the Wikipedia says that in Hindu astrology, Rahu Kala or period of Rahu is the inauspicious period of the day, which is not considered favorable to start any good deed. Remember the Hiramantea's words, that Capricorn, Scorpio, Cancer, and uh, Leo are good for nothing. <laughs> uh, so... Rahu Kala spans 90 minutes every day between sunrise and sunset. Uh, it's considered important in southern India and is strictly avoided while calculating Muhurtas. Um, so he goes on to say the mythology and et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of interesting stuff there. But if you're doing magical work, if you're working with planetary hours already, This is pretty big, pretty big thing here to think about, including in your magical work of the hours, Rahu call. So for today, uh, it was 2.50, started at 2.50 and ended at looks like 4.29. You take a look at something uh, so at that point in time just looking at a price chart on dollar it went into con- consolidation nothing nothing crazy usually does consolidate that time of day but I've, I've been wanting to look at if something unexpected a bit happened today in price action uh, I had a green day so you know, that's the great thing about being a day trader. Your agility level is off the charts and your nimbleness. You don't need a very long-term narrative. You're just looking for a quick profit and you're done for the day. Because the more risk you take, the more risk you're taking. Uh, but anyway, uh, something a bit unexpected happened. So I've been pulled up the intraday chart, astro- astrology chart, uh, based around the economic news catalyst of this morning, high impact and medium impact. We had preliminary GDP for U.S. dollar, 8.30 a.m. And unemployment uh, numbers, medium impact news catalyst for U.S. dollar. And U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency currently. Uh, If you don't know about that, Ray Dalio has a good video on that and what the world currency uh, reserve currency was before the dollar. What that meant then, how it related to treasury bonds and bond yield, and what happened there, how the dollar came to rise up as the world's reserve currency, and who's challenging that today, and who could be owning the next uh, currency that's the world reserve, business is done in, essentially. So uh, I'm looking at potentially a pivot point which seasonally, these are important. we got the fall equinox coming up. So even though the uh, Magical Treatise of Solomon doesn't mention this stuff, obviously, if the spring equinox gives you information about what the dragon is doing and that stuff, you need to be looking at the other equinoxes as well around the dragon and the dragon's movement. This, going back to my, you know, personal subjective gnosis or whatever, that dream where it said, you know, it's the the movement of the dragon that created this novel life of Terence McInnes. It's the touching upon the points in its movement. And this movement of the dragon is very important. It's not just where it is stationary, but in a larger narrative uh, of flowing movement where are we in that snapshot, and how do the the four signs that have conformity with the dragon, what are their smaller narratives within that movement in a smaller time frame, for instance, intraday at 8.30 a.m. Uh, I, I won't bore you with the details of that. That's long and involved. Uh, if you want to pull up Terrence McKenna's birth chart, He was born in Hotchkiss, H-O-T-C-H-K-I-S-S, Hotchkiss, Colorado, United States, 1946, November 16th at 7.25 a.m. So if you want to see what I'm talking about, now get this. That ends up being the hour of Saturn. (laughs) And, uh. Remember him talking about sex and death in it. he's got Venus in Scorpio, uh, he's got Saturn in Leo, he's got Jupiter in Scorpio, his ascendants in Scorpio. Uh, there is it's an extremely draconic uh, chart here. So I'm not as much of an expert to uh, be able to you know write a book on the movement of the dragon in Terence McKenna's natal chart. I'd love to have that level of expertise one day to write that book, because I would definitely read that book and, uh, you know, take a look at his life and key turning moments in his life, relationally and professionally, et cetera, et cetera, and what the dragon, what the dragon's head and the dragon's tail in relation to Saturn and those four signs were doing it, key transits. I think that'd be a fabulous book. I would buy that book. Um, unfortunately my, my expertise level is, uh, is not that, uh, not at that point with Terence McKenna knowledge or (laughs) astrological knowledge. And I'm busy with my forex thing and applying this to that ground, uh, and viewing it through, you know, the, the world financial mess. Speaking of which... Let's go to that really quickly. This will be what I leave you with today. And just take a look at the chart. Just at a glance. 2022, and we are in August 28th, and we are at 8. You know, I should have just hit. We're still in Hotchkiss. Go to time and place, present time. And now we'll back up to 8:30. That's that would have been a much quicker way to arrive here, uh, where we see Moon in Leo, Venus in Leo, Saturn in Aquarius in the sixth, and uh, the dragon's head is 16 degrees Taurus uh, in the eighth, and dragon's tail is 16 degrees Scorpio. In the second. And so when you look at a a chart like this, you can do this. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but I'll tell you what do you need to look at. Number one, the ascendant. What sign is it in? What house is it in? What's in it? What planet? Is is there a planet there? Um, And what is the moon doing? Again, what sign is it in? Uh, you know, If you want to look at lunar mansion, lunar day, and what house is it in? You need to look at house rulership, who is the lord of the house, and what relation uh, to what's in it. Um, let's see here. I mean, if you wanted to include decans, it's a lot to look at already, and it takes a long, long time to become affluent enough. I'm, I'm doing this now. I'm building out a graphic of, I guess, a hermetic compass, where I have, you know, hours, um, planets, uh, zodiacal signs, and lunar mansions, and all of it be like wheels within wheels you can turn to get whatever alignment is happening or is going to happen or whatever. But that's an ongoing project, and uh, it just takes time, a lot of time, So first thing about 8.30 a.m. this morning, these two news catalysts for U.S. dollar, it's the hour of Mars, okay? Uh, And Mars is on the midheaven in Gemini in the ninth, and it is square, is that square the moon? It is square the sun. And the moon is conjunct Venus, here's the thing. We've got the moon, Venus, and Saturn all square the north and south nodes. And, uh, long story short, the head being in Taurus and the moon being afflicted by it, what we saw is known as a turtle soup in price action this morning. Again, I won't get bore you with the details of that. Let's take a look at a couple. <laughs> oh, uh, right. So what do you look at? I got lost. I was looking at a bunch of stuff. So what is going on with the Ascendant? Uh, what is going on with the Midheaven? Because the Ascendant is going to be headed to the Midheaven. Uh, what's going on with the moon? Probably the most important question. And uh, after you get that, um, the houses uh, from good to bad will tell you a lot. And again, I think I mentioned this the other day. In order of good to bad one ten eleven five seven four nine three two eight six twelve so the moon was in the eleventh house and by, by the time we got to the mid heaven it was entered into the twelfth house the worst house uh So yeah, this is an ongoing study and I'm just doing this daily, taking a look. And eventually I will get a system down that we can take a look at this and streamline, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm gonna leave it there though. I'm kind of tired of standing here at this desk. When I stand at the desk now, it's exhausting, man. It's exhausting. All right, until next time. Have a good one.